This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... Kyler This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points and Bet Online. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co host, Dylan Reagan, and we are uh, back to talk about more takeaways uh, from the NFL draft, but specifically uh, how the NFL draft has impacted the outlook of the 2020 NFL season when it comes to the odds. Uh, because, Dylan, uh, we just mentioned Bet Online, uh, our favorite people. Um, the odds are everything, and this is what we do usually after the draft. Is now you know, with free agency, the draft, uh, we try to put together what we think the season could look like. And even though we're months away from it starting, normally uh, this season we don't really know exactly when it could start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we still like to look ahead, and and now that we feel like the rosters are at least for the most part. Um, intact aside from a couple you know potential changes out there there can still be you know players traded and and you've still got someone like Jadavion Clowney and Cam Newton and guys like that that are still out there but for the most part we know what the rosters are going to look like uh, that makes it fun to kind of look ahead and see uh, how things are going to unfold yeah we always have a lot of time this point of the the calendar year after the draft to kind of dive into this but especially more now and like you mentioned I might even have more time so we'll have to spread everything out a bit here uh, definitely excited to start thinking about where these guys might factor in fantasy wise, but there's still so much time to do that. So we'll probably yeah. <laughs> push that down the line more focused now, like you're saying, outside of a few changes, those, those guys that you mentioned are probably the two biggest that could really shift a team's fortune. And even then, I mean, unless Cam is really fully healthy and back to normal then that, I mean, that could obviously be a revolutionary kind of thing yeah. for a franchise with Clowney still obviously really big impact, but I wouldn't put him, I mean, as a guy that was would really you know make any of these odds in terms of division favorites, and then uh, some of these awards move all that much depending on where he ends up. Yep, uh, that mostly, and and we're going to use our friends at Bet Online here uh, to go through some of these odds. We'll do some player ones and some team ones. We'll start with the t- uh, player ones. Um, you know, no surprise. I think if you just we start with the biggest award, player award, it's MVP. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson are the top two favorites still. Uh, at Bet Online, and uh, Russell Wilson is third. We talked before and thought it was kind of intriguing, um, based on some of this movement, that the fourth one on the on the odds right now is actually Kyler Murray, um, which uh, we thought was kind of fascinating with Tom Brady at five, uh, Dax behind him at six, Deshaun Watson, and on down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, look, this is you know I think there have been some years. 
where we've gone into the season looking around and saying, man, you know, there's seven, eight, nine guys that, that are all around, you know, that even mark, and we could see any of them winning it. I mean, I think we'd be pretty shocked if it's anyone outside of Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson at this point. Maybe, and I can understand why Russell Wilson, maybe from the odd standpoint, is pretty close to those guys. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I mean, look, if if you had to, to ask someone that, uh, you know, they had to bet everything they had and they had to bet it on, <laughs> you know, to get it right or they lose everything they own, um, I think it's a pretty safe bet picking uh, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson for the MVP. Yeah, I don't anticipate there being too much of a drop-off for either guy, especially Mahomes and the Chiefs. I mean, uh, his numbers, while they weren't quite the same as his MVP season in 2018, by the end of it, I mean, when he was fully healthy, you saw him in full force, especially in that playoff run, was just up to ridiculous things again. And yes, they add a running back that's going to help them quite a bit, but I think he's still going to be catching quite a few passes, not stealing too many runs away from Mahomes. So yeah, between him and Lamar, obviously Lamar's usage rate is so high in, that, in the Ravens' offense. It's really hard to imagine. You know, it kind of correlates to not only to the MVP award, but uh, when we look at the AFC, I mean, there's uh, outside of that, there's other teams that are definitely going to be in contention. I think we'll talk about some of those. And the Titans are obviously one that I think will still be uh, a team that's will have pretty big expectations this year. Not not like last year where we're just expecting them to go nine and seven possibly again and make a yeah. run, but. I do think the Ravens and Chiefs, uh, not so surprisingly because they have a top two MVP candidates, are probably the two uh, leading favorites in the AFC. And yeah, Russell Wilson, obviously, just if the, if the Seahawks let him really <laughs> unleash all of his ability and, and constantly uh, you know, go to a much more pass-heavy offense, I think you could see him really creep up there. Yeah, Kyler Murray right now, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see the Cardinals offense and not trying to take anything away from what they might be able to do this year. And obviously adding uh, yeah. one of the best top three, four, five receiver in the NFL and Hopkins will make a great, you know, help them quite a bit in addition to a lot of their other additions, but fourth in <laughs> on these yeah. MVP odds, that is one that I'm not going to, not going to touch that one. Absolutely. Now <laughs> ahead of Tom Brady, but, but likewise, I think it probably knocks Deshaun Watson's uh, odds a little bit, uh, not having mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins there. So maybe um, he's still, I mean, he's still pretty high up on the board, but, uh, from the odds standpoint, uh, even guys like Christian McCaffrey are way on down there, um, you know, probably within the top 15 or so. And uh, you've got other guys down there that, that could be, you know, sleeper type of picks, uh, guys that you look at maybe that could could have breakout seasons. What about Joe Burrow? Um, great odds, uh, 66 to 1 down there. So uh, maybe that's uh, if you want to take a chance. Or Mike, Michael <laughs> Thomas, the same odds. So, or Tua, they're all at the same rate. Uh, those yeah. are, that's a trio right there that, that could be very intriguing. Uh, to keep an eye on but uh going on to we mentioned the draft uh, let's go to some of the the rookie awards because uh, those are the ones that uh you know they're they're kind of fun to look at i don't think it's surprising from the odds standpoint if you look at defensive rookie of the year the odds on favor right now is chase young which uh, he was the first player taken not surprising uh from a defensive perspective why he would be there uh, isaiah simmons is second uh, then kenneth murray and patrick queen who we still think are going to wind up being the steals uh, potentially of that first round, depending, I mean, based on where they were selected. Yeah. Uh, we remember, you know, both these guys selected in the twenties and, and they quite frankly could wind up being the, the class of this group. Um, they're right there. And, and we mentioned AJ Epineza who didn't get picked, uh, you know, until way on down by the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, he is fifth on the defensive rookie of the year uh, awards list. And then on the offensive side, I mean, 
No surprise, right? Joe Burrow uh, is at number one. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's up there, which I think is intriguing. Uh, two is there. And then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, it's got the uh, the lock on it right now. But I think you look around, uh, he's probably going to be someone that's going to be in that top five, you know, in terms of the odds. Uh, if we know that the season's going to start as normal once we get close to it, um, just based on the offense that he's going to be playing in, uh, no surprise if he's one of the favorites uh, to win offensive rookie of the year, too. Yeah, looking at the defense, uh, I mean, just traditionally, I was quickly looking through the last 20 defensive rookies of the year, and there's only one corner on that list. So, yeah, I can understand why Akuda yeah. uh, is dropping down to uh, pass some of these other guys. Uh, obviously, Chase Young and the impact that he can have on in his, in his rookie season. I'm excited to see what the Cardinals do, obviously, with Isaiah Simmons. It sounds like he's mostly going to play linebacker uh, rather than, you know, moving quite around as much as uh, he did at Clemson. I don't know if that's going to – I think yeah. that might just be what they're saying a little more than what they actually intend to do and being really creative with his usage. But I think any of those four guys you mentioned, Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen, I think that four, that kind of group is going to have the best chance to really quickly – make a name for themselves. Obviously, if Epinesa uh, benefits from a pretty stout Buffalo's uh, defense and racks up some sacks, you can see that being the case. But yeah, I tend to think those four are going to have, if they just have good, uh, really productive seasons as rookies, they're definitely going to lead the way um, in terms of who's going to win it all. But yeah, for, I mean, Burrow, uh, in a pretty tough, you know, they do add a lot of talent. They do have some really talented skill position players. They've upgraded their offensive line, but I still think to expect him yeah, to win the rookie of the year, I can understand why he's the favorite. Obviously, considering what we just—if you watched a lot of LSU football last year—is just yeah. tremendous. But uh, I, yeah, I feel like unlike unlike the actual MVP award, running backs have a better chance with their offensive rookie of the year. If they, you know, a lot of rookie quarterbacks takes a little longer to to kind of break in, whereas running backs can kind of fit into a system. And if they have a good offensive line, and they you know, just in general they're able to be more productive right off the bat. So even Dobbins all the way down at plus 1,600 is an interesting one to me. Obviously, all these receivers can step right in as well. CeeDee Lamb, great uh, opportunity there to have you know really insane stats on a Dallas offense that I'm very excited to see what they're able to do. And I, like, as you mentioned, yeah, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I, the only thing with him, you know, the Chiefs have just so many weapons that yeah. like, outside of Patrick Mahomes, it's hard for me to envision too many people <laughs> winning too many awards in that offense, uh, unless we go to you know the college ranks where you're getting like awards for centers and the offensive line play. You, you'll see more guys making All-Pro teams, maybe in Pro Bowls, than winning these type of awards on that end. But um, I do think uh, there's no reason to expect Edward Solaire won't have an immediate impact and probably be you know in the top five top uh, in that kind of range for rookie of the year offensive rookie of the year yep uh it's it's gonna be interesting because joe burrow like you said i think he's got and we talked about it before he's got an underrated group of weapons there but uh so does uh, my boy tua because uh he's got you know my guys the fantasy waiver wire uh extraordinaires and uh Devontae parker and preston williams um so uh there you go uh, he's got them as well so maybe that'll help him uh, move closer to uh winning uh the rookie of the year award on offense but uh we move from that to some of the team ones because i think some of these are very interesting and and we're going to talk more about these as we go throughout the off season in, in more detail but uh what we do love about our friends at bet online is that they do have um a a great you know breakdown so they've got the division you know futures so by division who are the favorites um you know where are these teams going to stand what's the outlook for them uh, you know, we start, you know, with one I think that's very interesting, and that's the AFC East, because we knew that it was going to be an interesting offseason for, you know, the Patriots, and right now, as it stands, 
the Bills and the Patriots both tied in terms of the odds uh, to win the AFC East. The Dolphins and the Jets uh, a bit further back. They have the same odds as well. Uh, but uh, it's it's going to be fascinating, I think, for even the Patriots. Like, I, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, if we had to pick today, would we still pick the Patriots to win the division or would we pick the Bills? Because that's a tough one. And I can understand why they're they're even right now, because uh, it's it's a lot more of a coin flip. And honestly, if if I'm flipping the coin, uh, it may lean a little bit more towards uh, the Bills than the Patriots right now. Yeah, I mean, definitely more stability with uh, not obviously the organization overall, but obviously quarterback position, whether, you know, Josh Allen, whether the Bills completely win because of him or in spite of him in certain cases. I think it's a little bit of both. I think he's still a a middle of the pack, still a productive quarterback. But, yeah, it's tough because we don't really know what Patriots we're going to get. We don't even know who's going to play quarterback. It's I mean, there's just so many question marks that, yes, their defense can be uh, so productive, and you know, if it puts up numbers like it did last year, they're still going to rack up wins. But I do think the division that you know they've just dominated for so many years. I don't think it's as weak as it's been in past years. Even the Dolphins and Jets, whether they're you know still have some time before they try to make a run here to be the next team to kind of uh, be at the head of this division. Uh, whenever the Patriots, if they ever really fall down, um, but so you have that com- combined. I, I don't think it's going to be an easy schedule also for the Bills, too. So just overall, it's it's really tough to say which team I would take at this point. Maybe Buffalo, but then, you know, by the end of the season, the, the Patriots go 11-5 and with a second-ranked defense, and no one would be surprised. So I can understand right now this list is – or uh, these odds are really more about the fact that we just don't know yeah. what's going to happen with the Patriots this year. We can reasonably expect the – the Bills would be a solid team. I They might regress. So I might tend to, if I'm betting on one or the other, to still go with Bill Belichick here. But, yep. uh, yeah, man, it's it's definitely a toss-up. And I, yeah, I can understand what the odds are even. Yeah, it. Uh, I don't know. Like you said, I, you know, one part of you thinks that uh, the Patriots are just, I don't know, they, they just lost with what they've lost with Brady. But like you said, it's, uh, it's hard to pick against Belichick. But I think... We are, uh, consensus is we're not picking the Jets uh, to win the AFC. <laughs> no. So um, I, I would probably lean more towards the Dolphins, maybe still in the Jets. I just, I don't yeah. know. I, I, don't, I don't know about the Jets right now. Um, so we'll see. Uh, moving on uh, down here, uh, some of the others that, that maybe look a little bit uh, intriguing are always uh, intriguing here for the brand, and that is the AFC South. Yes. Um, you know, those odds, well, the the odds, I guess you could say, are quite fine for the Colts, the Titans, and the Texans. They're all uh, within a pretty similar range in terms of where the odds are at, uh, pretty close together, uh, with the Colts actually leading the way. Um, I don't know that that's a huge surprise either, uh, to be honest with you. I know the Titans, I mean, you know, not a ton of change there, but I do think the Colts, they had a good draft. Um, they got Phillip Rivers. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot to like about the Colts. And so that's going to be an interesting race, but uh, one team that is not even close on the radar <laughs> is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, uh, my goodness, just just go to bet online and, and just I, we want to just let it surprise you when you go and just see how far the odds are uh, for the Jags to win the AFC South. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the Jags being clearly a team that's looking to rebuild into the future and pop, you know, maybe they're the team that's going to be able to wind up with that number one pick and possibly draft Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so, I, you know, they had a really good draft. I know we, we kind of touched on it, but, you know, we talked about a lot of other teams. For a team that's rebuilding, I thought 
they filled a lot of just drafted so much talent and a lot of potential and you know at this point they, they drafted so many guys too they racked up so many picks a lot of fourth rounders uh, i think three total yeah three total fourth rounders so uh, yeah, I don't think they're they're concerned this year is winning the division. So no surprise that they're way behind the other three. And these kind of are the other three that even going into last year we were kind of debating. And um, I think I ultimately I don't know if I picked the Titans or Texans. I can't even remember. I know you picked the Colts. Yeah. But um, it was I mean it was a toss up then. It's still a toss up. I do think the Texans obviously you know without DeAndre Hopkins and still an offensive line that while you know they get tonsled and locked up and everything. I just don't know. I don't know if yeah. how much Deshaun Watson we can expect him to do on his own. That defense really was not, uh, you know, it was a premier unit by any means last year. So unless they take a huge step forward, uh, you know, it's for me probably going to come down to the Colts and the Titans. And it's really about, uh, in addition to how well Phillip Rivers fits in, I think he should be fine. They have a great offensive line, tons of weapons. I'm more curious to see how their defense bounces back. They weren't, they didn't really play up to the expectations I had for them a year ago. And the Titans right now, I mean. Yes, their defense also, the secondary wasn't fantastic. You know, didn't, you know, completely improve the pass rush as much as I hope they may have uh, going into the draft. Um, so, I mean, they, they take, yeah, their first uh, defensive player that outside of Christian Fulton was in the fifth round in the edge, uh, Laurel Munchkinson from NC State. So, I don't, you know, that that has a concern for me. I do think, you know, what we saw from the Titans offense, we can reasonably expect to see again. So it's definitely a toss-up between the two. I might side Colts. Just, you know, maybe I have a soft spot for Phillip Rivers still a little bit. Maybe that's part of it. I do really believe in the structure they have there overall. Uh, but again, I think the Colts defense, that's for me the, the, you know, the one big question when we get to those for these teams. It might be related to the defensive side of the ball for Indianapolis. Well, you, you like Phillip Rivers now that he's not playing for the Chargers. <laughs> yes. um, because uh, that's, a, that's a situation, as we've talked about, where um, you know just seems like the Chargers just lost a lot of games they shouldn't. But uh, guess what? You don't have to worry about losing because uh, you do have our friends at Bet Online that can allow you to win and win a lot. Because uh, while there's currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB going on, you may think there's nothing to bet on. But you would be wrong because our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on uh, from their online casino. They've got poker, blackjack, and they are bringing Vegas to you if you're missing the NFL like we are. No problem at all because Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on, and you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol stock prices, and Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. And you can do it 24 hours a day because it's all online. All you got to do is go to betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. That's all one word, BLUEWIRE, to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. And uh, for the guys in the audience, uh, if you are looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds, uh, we talked about the NFL draft and all the rounds. Guess what? You can go seven rounds, too. Uh, Just got to go to uh, BlueChew.com because BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. And since they're chewable, they work even faster. All you got to do, you can take them any time, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. And uh, because we love you guys listening to our podcast so much, uh, we've got a great deal for you. All you got to do is visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free 
when you use the promo code BLUEWIRE. All one word, BLUEWIRE. All you got to do, pay the $5 shipping, uh, and you get your first order free. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, BLUEWIRE, for uh, your order. All right, Dylan, but uh, we go from uh, the AFC to some of the interesting ones in the NFC. Um, I think that, uh, you know, pretty obvious in the NFC East, there's not a whole lot of, uh, you know, questions about that division. It's it's still going to be the Cowboys and the Eagles. They have the same odds right now to win the NFC East. Um, so maybe not a whole lot uh, really on that one. Uh, I mean, I don't think we're, we're expecting the Giants or the Redskins uh, to make a jump up this season to, to be able uh, to move forward and put themselves in a position to win that division. But I'll be honest with you. I look at this right now and I see the Cowboys and the Eagles with the same odds. I, I think that I would put the Cowboys, and I don't want to say they're a considerable favorite, but but I feel like the Cowboys are, are mm-hmm. the much better team right now, at least on paper, because I, I just I still have some question marks about the Eagles. Maybe it's the way last season ended. Um, maybe they're still unknowns, you know, in terms of their offense and, and maybe how, you know, they, they mm-hmm. rebound on defense. But I mean, I know we, we talk about yeah. the Cowboys and they're not always easy to trust, but I mean, there's, to me, there's no reason why the Cowboys should not be able to win this division and be, like we said, you know, one of these teams that, that can contend for a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think, you know, they're both probably close. I think yeah. they are clear, obviously the clear-cut top two teams in this division, as you mentioned. I do think the Giants had a good draft, but, you know, maybe not in the level of Jacksonville. But I do think they're going to still be still be working their way up and looking more towards 2021 at this point. But, yeah, for me, I would, I would probably put the Cowboys above the Eagles, maybe a little less uh, than kind of what you were getting out there. I, I still, maybe I'm just you know overly confident in what the Eagles have overall, thinking they're going to bounce back. I obviously had so many injuries last year. I do have concerns still about, uh, you know, their defensive secondary. Obviously, you had Darius Slay, but I don't know, you know, we'll see if what version of him we get. I still think he's probably, I think he's going to probably have a tremendous year personally, but, you know, but beyond that, they still have some other concerns there. Obviously, a receiver, they do address the position, but you know we'll see what happens with Jalen Hurts and whether they're going to be doing two quarterbacks mm, uh, sets yeah. back there. It could be a little bit interesting. I don't know if that's going to you know do, be anything more than certain plays. I don't know if we're I'm anticipating this like you see some people kind of saying on Twitter that this could be the next uh, next kind of thing uh, you know innovation in football with you know two QB sets going back to something that happened years and years and years ago. What much more often, uh, but. Overall, I do think, yeah, Dallas, in addition to having a team that, you know, all year was pretty high up in DVOI rankings on offense and defense, and then, you know, really just wasn't playing up to their projections, was kind of, you know, I thought they might regress after 2018. They won a ton of close games that year, and, you know, last year they're still, you know, their defense wasn't the best, their secondary was not great, but I do think they had such a fantastic draft. I do think they're just, you know, maybe they're still going to be giving up a lot of points, but I'm not sure how much it's going to matter if they're scoring a ton. I, I do think their offense is going to be fantastic. Hopefully Trayvon Diggs fits in immediately and makes an impact. Um, and that secondary that, uh, you know, had its fair share of issues last year. So I, I, I agree that the Cowboys are my favorite. I just wouldn't put them too far above the Eagles. I think it's, it's going to come down to those two, you know, it could be just like last year where you had that week 17 matchup for the division. It could be something like that. Although I think this year, I wouldn't be shocked if both teams get in the yeah. playoffs, especially with that extra playoff spot. 
I think both teams have enough firepower yeah, uh, to get I into don't know. The Just something about the Cowboys. Look, they Jerry Jones on his yacht, uh, getting CeeDee Lamb where they got him. Just everything going well for the, for the Cowboys right now. Um, so we'll see if they're able to make that move and uh, win the division and ultimately um, have a chance to, to maybe make a Super Bowl. We'll see uh, where their Super Bowl odds are here in just a second. But uh, moving on down to the NFC North, um, what a division this is. Um, and, you know, the, the Packers currently the favorite just barely over the Vikings to win the division. The Bears actually not too far off. Uh, from either one of them uh, lions uh, <laughs> not even well i mean i guess i was gonna say they're not even close but they're they're not jaguars level of uh, not even close they're they're much closer than no. that uh, and actually <laughs> probably have much better odds than i expected them to who uh, to be honest with you but but it is a weird division and and you know we said that last year you know we we could even make the case last year that we it was so hard to keep out you know, one of those teams or we, you know, we thought looking at all three of them were like, my goodness, like all three of these teams could very well, uh, you know, make mm-hmm. it not necessarily to the NFC title game, but they can win a playoff game. Like we thought that about all of these teams. And uh, while we spent the last two episodes of our podcast completely bashing uh, the Packers in their uh, draft moves. Uh, sorry, Aiden, we didn't, we didn't mean to do that um, to our, our fine uh, editor, uh, Aiden, who is, uh, does a great job. But uh, he also enjoys the Packers, and we still enjoy the Packers. Uh, but I guess the question is, Dylan, do we enjoy the Packers enough right now yeah. to put them ahead of the Vikings and the Bears? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious I would put them ahead of the Bears, but uh, I also think, you know, it's it's maybe yeah. same, similar scenario with the Cowboys and the Eagles when it comes to the Packers and the Vikings. Uh, yeah, I mean, for the to go from the bottom up for the Lions, I might have a little more optimism of what they might be able to do in terms of getting yeah. close to 500, being like a, you know, a 6-7 win football team. So I do think the division overall is... Uh, you don't have like that weak team uh, that you know necessarily, and it, it's reflected by these odds. The only other division I think with um, uh, the, the fourth place team having better odds is the Jets, and, they, and then the Dolphins tied at the bottom of the AFC East. Otherwise, you know they're tied with the Cardinals for um, the second, you know, for a fourth place team in the division to have pretty good odds. So I, I do think that you have that. I don't think this might reflect more of you know different than the NFC East last year in terms of. Uh, it's, uh, having those two teams kind of at the bottom and two teams really in the middle. I still think, you know, the Packers or Vikings have the, the chance to get 10 wins. I don't think the Bears, Lions are going to be that low. But I do think it's going to be kind of all kind of bunched together. I don't know if anyone's going to really run away from another team. I don't – there's still question marks about the Vikings and how they transition. I think they had a fantastic draft. I'm excited to see how their new additions fill in for the guys that got – or that uh, have left, obviously, like Stephon Diggs so, and Xavier Rhodes. So, I, you know – yeah, uh, it's tough at this point because the Packers, I still think they, you know, last year I picked them to win the division before the season. I wasn't surprised. They had a good season, maybe as many wins. Um, and I just feel like, you know, <laughs> I still think with Aaron Rodgers doing, you know, making some of the throws he made last year, I still think he had a, you know, overall there's some uh, performances that were a little more criticized and different things that happened uh, throughout the year uh, with his consistency. But I thought he was fantastic. I, you know, the defense really came together. Uh, certain points of uh, um, kind of regress, but overall, it's it's a tough call between those two. I do think the Bears made some decent draft picks. I just don't know what that's going to look like with Nick Foles, or I mean, if Trubisky's still starting over him, I don't know what's going to happen there. But they had a their running game was 27th in DVOA last year. I don't think uh, if you, if they can't run the ball, I don't know what's going to happen with either quarterback there. And you know, their defense finished closer to the back of the top ten than the front five. So 
I, you know, the, the defense really has to get back to their old ways. I don't know if they're going to do it. So, yeah, it's, it comes down to Packers-Vikings, and for me, it's just it's, it's really close. So we're talking about the Cowboys and Eagles. I, I think the separation, while I, I said that I don't think the Cowboys are as far a clear-cut favor of the Eagles than you, I do think the Cowboys are more of a favorite than either of these teams would be over the other. I, I, it's really tough for me to, to decipher at this point. If the Packers had addressed some of the knees that I thought they should have, then they would probably be my pretty easy choice. But right now, uh, you know, we, plenty of time to make predictions, uh, depending on when the season starts. But I have yep, no that's clue. That's it. you got to make a prediction right now. Too. We've got to know. you gotta, you got to put 100 bucks on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the pre pre pre-prediction yeah if i if i did yeah, that i guess i'll just stick go. with aaron Rodgers. no but, you know, I, I don't feel yeah, too- i'm not making any uh bowl predictions just yet either on uh, who's going to win this division because as we saw last year i mean i think the bears certainly were not what we thought they were going to be and i i think i i mean you 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 talk somewhat positively about the bears i'm not even there yet like i don't i don't see this team even being close <laughs> to the other two um just because i think there's a situation where they can just play you know quarterback carousel all year long and um never be in a position where there's any consistency on offense and really i mean you know you look around at their offensive weapons too with the bears i mean i you know i don't know like do do they how do they stack up to what the packers have the vikings have uh, i guess for the packers as we said i mean it's you know packers probably should have more weapons than they have but um that's that's a discussion we've already had on them but I don't know that that's going to be one of the most fascinating divisions uh, it has been for the past several years and I think even more so this year because maybe whereas last year we were so optimistic about all three and thought man it's just really hard to see any of them failing I think this year it's maybe the opposite where it's like I mean we could see all three of these teams take a you know step back and then you know mm-hmm. I don't know I mean how, how does that that unfold so uh, we'll see I I might be less worried about the yeah. Vikings and the Packers in that sense, which is kind of a weird thing to say. I don't think they're like I, you know, from their uh, how many wins? I know the Packers won uh, thirteen games. Let me just real quick look at the Vikings record, but I, I could see the I don't see the Vikings yeah. dropping. Yeah, they went ten and six. I, I feel that like they're going to probably be right in that range. I don't think they fall to. I mean, worst case scenario, maybe eight and eight, but yeah. I could still see them winning twelve games. Whereas the Packers, I don't think they're going to win thirteen. And they definitely have a chance to, to drop considerably more games. So, yeah, I'm more confident out of those three teams of a team not really falling off in Minnesota, which is not saying a ton, like you said. I mean, considering what, what we felt about this division yeah, and those three news. teams going the into the last season. are signing uh, Jonathan Joseph. I don't think that changes our um, our outlook on the Titans uh, from earlier. Uh, now they're just waiting <laughs> on Jadavion Clowney, right? Because, um, I don't know, bowl prediction. I yes. think uh, I think he's going to the Titans. We'll see. There's a bowl prediction for you. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Huge um, for them. That's they what need we're it. Talking about on the next episode, but uh, we wrap up with the uh, let's let's go with the NFC South, and we'll talk about some of these other divisions. I know we didn't mention uh, the FC North, uh, the FC West, or the NFC West, but uh, we'll talk more about those as we go along. But let's talk about the uh, NFC South because that's where Tom Brady's at now, and uh, we are contractually obligated to mention Tom Brady because I don't think we've really done that the past couple <laughs> episodes. Um, so rather than uh, breach our contract, let's talk about it. Uh, the Saints are still the favorite, uh, just barely over the Bucks, uh, who are second. No surprise. Falcons uh, a little bit back from both of those teams, and the Panthers pretty considerably uh, back from any of the other three at that point uh, when it comes to the odds. I don't know. I, I, I this is a this is another one. Like we just talked about the Cowboys and the Eagles, the Packers and the Vikings. Um, there's a reason why these odds are so close for all these teams because it does feel like, um, you know, it's potential coin toss with some of these teams. 
I think, you know, it goes back to what you said. I think you want to see the Bucks defense, you know, start what they, you know, or let's say keep the momentum from what they had last season. Like you want to see yeah. them pick off, you know, or you kind of pick up from where they left off to where we saw they were getting better last season. Now can you take that next step forward? If they can do that, then I think you can understand that, look, they're a legitimate NFC South contender. I mean, they're a legitimate you know, playoff contender, Super Bowl contender, we don't know. Um, but uh, look, when you have, when you add Tom Brady, you add Gronk, you've got all these weapons on offense, um, even if their defense isn't elite. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they could very well score so many points, they may not have to be elite. Uh, but the Saints, I just, I don't really see them going anywhere. And I think right now, I would still put the Saints over the Bucks at the top of the NFC South. Yeah, I mean, you know, last year, obviously, so much unrealized talent for the Falcons. I've, you know, harped on that enough on this podcast. I won't go too far there. I, you know, focus on these top two teams. But, yeah, even with that, uh, I, I never envisioned even having a team in the next few years coming this close in terms of expectations to the Saints because they just have built such a finely tuned machine on both sides of the ball as much, uh, you know, the defense not being, you know, maybe one of the elite defenses in the NFL, but still close to the top ten unit overall um, and then obviously their offense just being so explosive being able to just attack you in so many different ways that makes it so tough for opposing defenses to do anything against them uh, obviously they, the, the one thing last year they just had you know they'd look so great like the best team in the nfc along with the niners for certain points then they'd have games like the, the loss i think at home to the falcons it was uh where they, it's just like what are they doing when you they, and then obviously they lose to the vikings in the playoffs who had a great game but nonetheless you thought the saints their overall talent would uh carry them there so you know maybe there's a few uh, chinks in the armor that uh, are, are coming up and the buccaneers are clearly yeah i think obviously if their offense they really address their offensive line they have so many weapons you're out in tom brady if, uh, i'm not i'm not really going to question how quickly he'll be able to to get in tune with bruce arians there i think that's not going to be a problem uh, they have three tight ends that all can <laughs> there's just so many different things they're gonna be able to do on offense that yeah like you said if their defense which uh, i know i've said it a few times it surprised me by the end of the year that they finished first in defense of dvoa against the run they went from 32nd in 20 <laughs> in 2018 in total defense to fifth in dvoa in one season which is just ridiculous i, I don't know if they can stay in that top five but i don't think they have to i think if they keep that momentum going i think antoine winfield was a great pick that's going to help their secondary uh, they bring a lot of the same guys back on on defense. So, yeah, I, I can, you know, like you said, it's hard to pick against the Saints right now. We know more what we're getting there. But I, I don't really blame the the hype for the Bucks. I, I do think at this point that uh, it's, it's warranted <laughs> with all the talent they have. Uh, yeah, now they just have I, to realize it. I don't know. That's It's going to be a tough one. I'm not sure exactly how. You know that one's going to unfold, like you said. I'm I'm not willing to to kind of doubt uh, the fact that that Tom Brady's going to step right in and be able to, uh, you know, be able to to do what we know he can do. Uh, even you know, I know he's gotten older, and everyone mm-hmm. uh, was saying last year, you know, he's not the same type of player. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think this. If you look at the weapons that he has this year, it's pretty different than what he had last year. Um, so we'll see uh, how quickly he's able to adjust there. I don't think it'll take long at all. Uh, and uh, we wrap up here. We'll, we'll talk more about the Super Bowl as we go forward. But uh, the teams with the best odds to win the Super Bowl right now, actually the Baltimore Ravens uh, are at the top uh, ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs, um, which is, uh, I don't, you know, I don't think mm-hmm. that's anything either that's too uh, wild or crazy because, uh, you know, the Ravens were the number one, you know, I mean, they thought, we thought that they could be the favorite last year and, 
um, with the way it unfolded. But uh, mm-hmm. the Ravens and the Chiefs are the top two, rounding out the top five. The 49ers, the Bucks, and the Saints. So it's uh, actually intriguing. The Bucks have better Super Bowl odds than they do, uh, you know, with the Saints in terms of uh, the Bucks have mm-hmm. better odds in the Super Bowl, but the Saints have better odds <laughs> to win the division. Um, and then beyond that, the Cowboys, um, the Patriots are still there, not too far away. Um, that's another, uh, I think, interesting one. But then again, if you look at the teams behind them, I don't know at this point that I would put that many teams ahead of the Patriots still because I, don't, I just don't know if there's enough teams that we completely trust uh, out of that group uh, maybe a little further down. But uh, no surprise to see the teams at the top here uh, with the Ravens and the Chiefs. Yeah, one team I definitely think needs a jump up is the Tennessee Titans with their uh, plus 4,000. I do think, yeah, they're right there. They have the same odds as the Browns, Cardinal, and the, uh, or just the Browns at least. But, man, I, I really think they should – they should be bumped up a tier, but otherwise, I you know the Patriots being tied with the Steelers are the third best AFC odds. I'm not incredibly surprised by that. The Ravens and Chiefs are just such a yeah, have uh, much higher odds because there's just less teams, elite teams that you can really. It's just kind of like last year. We had the NFC was so crowded, and it's just that the likelihood of you being able to not only escape it now, it's even going to be harder because the two seeds going to have to play a wild card game. So. I mean, the NFC is yeah. going to be a crap show again. It's just going to be ridiculous. I there's, I think there's just uh, – I do think these four teams at the top that they have fall – I mean, the Eagles kind of in the same boat and the Seahawks not too far behind the, the Cowboys, Saints, Bucks, Niners. I do think all these teams are just going to get into that into the playoffs and it's going to become pretty tough to pick one. I, I do think the Niners deserve to be that top one. I, sh- I think they should be a little closer to the Ravens and Chiefs given what they did last year, but – well, yeah, you know, it's it's not that uncommon for teams that lose in the Super Bowl to struggle the next year. Not that the Niners can't buck that trend, but uh, we didn't think the Rams last year were going to miss the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I think I mean the Ravens and Chiefs at this point. I, I do think I if I had to pick one, I'm still picking Patrick Mahomes. Um, I you know I, I don't think I'm not putting buying too much into the fact that uh, Lamar Jackson now has lost both playoff starts that he's had. I, you know, there's a lot of factors going into those, and I, I think that's not going to be too much of an issue long term. I think they've, they're addressing some of the concerns with, you know, being able to, obviously last year, they just never really fell behind all season and di- just didn't have experience with it. So I think there's lessons to be learned. A lot of the same guys together, you add some more talent in the draft. Yeah, I think they obviously ecstatically get Patrick Queen in the middle of that defense. So, uh, yeah, I, it's those two teams from the AFC. I will be, I won't be shocked if they, one of them doesn't make the Super Bowl, but definitely think they're, as long as they stay healthy, it's it's hard to and, and you know as long as those uh, especially the quarterbacks, those two teams should be right there. At least one of them in the in the big game next year. For the NFC, much harder to to really <laughs> say something like that between any two teams. There's just probably four, five, six that you're like, yeah, sure, on any of those could definitely win it all. And uh, obviously, a lot of things yep, can change we'll over see, the course of but, the season. Uh, we'll see how it. Uh, unfolds there when it comes to the Super Bowl favorites, but uh, we would not be surprised to see any of these teams uh, right there near the top, especially with the Ravens and the Chiefs, and uh, we'll see maybe who the teams are that emerge uh, that could catch them there um, outside of maybe uh, those ones we mentioned in the top five. But uh, that'll wrap up uh, this episode. Dylan, we got a lot of great stuff uh, over Clutch Points as we uh, continue to look back at the draft, uh, look ahead to what the season's going to look like as we've talked about on this episode. Lots of great stuff uh, going on over there at Clutch Points. Yeah, you can go to clutchpoints.com to the NFL section. Still still covering the draft, still going over some of the draft grades and you know just breaking down 
certain classes for certain teams. Obviously, still some free agency going on. We got Brett Favre talking about how Aaron Rodgers, uh, he believes he'll play for another team uh, before the end of his career. So lots of stuff we're covering there. You can find all of that in the Clutch Points on ClutchPoints.com in the NFL section as well in our Clutch Points yep. app in the NFL section there. And uh, subscribe to the podcast. Lots of great stuff. Uh, on the way here on the podcast, we go throughout the offseason, uh, more thoughts uh, and early predictions uh, for next season. And uh, we're going to hold Dylan to all of his predictions. And uh, I will just make new ones uh, once we get closer uh, to the season. That way I uh, feel a little bit better about my picks. So now check sure. all that out at Clutch Points. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks, as always, to the fine folks at uh, Bet Online and Blue Wire for all that they do. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast. Bye.